Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I ever heard in all my life. What's up, movie geeks? Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. We're a movie podcast for people who love movies and the people who love those people who love movies. My name is Justin Winters. I'm one of the hosts of the show. Chrissy, my wife, is taking the week off this week because it's a huge, huge week in So I Married a Movie Geek. We are in the middle, uh, at the beginning, I shall say, of our 2010s Fantasy Movie Draft Royal Rumble what does that mean? Well, usually we do these fancy movie drafts, and we do them year by year, and each year has a collection of drafters you know, picking the best and sometimes worst from that year, and at the end, we would all, you know, there would be a final and a winner of that whole decade of fancy movie draft in film, but this year, uh, this uh, decade, the 2010s, we're doing something different, where we uh, start with four drafters. And each year as we go along, two winners advance and two drafters drop out. So it's basically a, uh, a marathon, not a sprint, to see who can last the longest in this Royal Rumble. We had our 2010 Fantasy Movie Draft last month, and it was a disaster, guys. It was a disaster. So it was fun. It was fun, but there was controversy afterwards. There was a little poll manipulation. There was hurt feelings. Things were said is, is pretty much what I'm getting at. And we had two gentlemen advance from that year to this year. So tonight, we're going to be drafting from the films of the year 2011. And boy, oh boy, are we in for some fun this year. There are a lot of films. I don't know if there are a lot of good films. So we're going to see what these four drafters tonight have to offer. All four have been in multiple fantasy movie drafts. They are here to hopefully win. That's the whole point of doing this. You want to advance. So tonight, uh, in the one spot, we have a newbie this uh, this round. Uh, she we, we remember her way back in the day winning uh, drafts where she would pick in movies that were made before she was even born. She She made us feel very old. Uh, but she's back again to handle three other gentlemen uh, that are, are taking her on. She's she's we, we got some we, we got a lady on the draft finally. Everyone made fun of me last week. She's here. Whoop, whoop. She's she's the silent assassin. Hannah Ostic, boozy movies. Hannah, what's going on? How you doing? Hi guys, I'm excited to be back. Hannah doesn't take no shit, and that's why I, that's why I like ha- having Hannah on the show. Hannah. 2010s, this is a decade that you, you know, assumably saw a lot of movies as opposed to, I think we, we first met you back in the 90s when we were doing the 90s. What do you think about your, you know, your chances tonight in the draft? Honestly, it's a real toss up. And I don't know how I feel about this draft or my lineup, but hey, we're going to see how it goes. I'm just here for the fun and the booze. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, are, are you drinking something tonight, Hannah? What's going on down there? Always. Um, I am drinking some tequila tonight, getting a little crazy. 
And we got five rounds tonight. So, you know, if you guys are drinking, might want to space those out. Um, <laughs> especially in terms of how last uh, the last draft went. So, welcome, Hannah, to the draft. We're so happy to have you in the one spot. But in the two spot is one of the guys that advanced from uh, the 2010 draft. Jay Ledbetter, In Session Film. Mr. Macho Man, the 80s champ. He won the 80s uh, decade back in the day. Jay, what's going on tonight, man? I I am doing so fantastic. Look, I got the second round of my vaccine today. I'm feeling absolutely invincible. I have this green glow surrounding me. I mean, nothing can defeat me today, and and that includes my fellow drafters here today. So very excited to get into this uh, mediocre year. Uh can't wait to get into these movies that some people like and a lot of people don't. Um, I'm just excited to be back. Love doing these fantasy drafts every single time. I am drinking a Pina Colada IPA right now. Whoa. Um, very interesting. Although they, they went pretty light on the Pina Colada. Uh, it basically just tastes like an IPA. So um, I'm no, into it. No no coconut mouth feels or whatever they call it. No, there's no uh, no pineapple coconut mouth feel uh, or anything like that. Just just a just a little hint of pina colada, uh, but it's it's going to get me through this draft. Certainly, if not as the number one competitor, number two. Correct. So top two vote getters in in this poll once it goes out, uh, advance to the the third round. Unless robots take over the draft. So unless so the controversy in uh, the 2010 draft, there was some poll manipulation involved. Uh, One other drafter seemingly quit halfway through, and we tried to (laughs) (laughs) argue with him and say, you know, no, really, man, we want you here, but. Uh, he has a baby, and st- we understand all this. But you know, uh, Jay was one of the ones that advanced uh, with the guy in the three spot next to him. So Jay uh, goes in the two spot in the three spot from two peas on a podcast. Gerald Morris, Gerald, what's going on, man? Justin Winters, we meet again. I feel like we just spoke. You were just <laughs> on my show <laughs> twenty four hours ago. How you doing, man? I I don't think you could have assembled. A group of people in the world of podcasting that I love more than the people that are on this call right now. I love everybody on this show tonight. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm not going to kick their ass in the draft, but I do love them. I love all their programs. And uh, just so everyone knows, Shampoo's here with me. So he's here with me right now. <laughs> he's going to help kind of uh, facilitate the poll, whatever you release that. So he's here to kind of observe. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be here. He's got about 20 laptops set up in front of him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, shampoo uh, will be missed this week. Gerald, uh, yesterday I was on Gerald's podcast. He'll be coming in the future. He did not have me do a top five on movies, uh, unfortunately. No. No. But he had another another game episode. We did uh, top five game shows. So go check that out once it drops on two-piece. So. Absolutely. Great, great time. Great time. Top five game shows. Every time I have Justin on, it's like anything but movies. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was so ready, too. Exactly. Gerald, so you advanced to this round from the last round with Jay. What is your wh- what are you going into this this round, the second round feeling? Are you feeling good? We got Hannah and Drew, very, very huge competitors in the draft. What's yeah. going on with you? Yeah, everybody here is going to be tough, man. I mean, not really. I don't feel good. No, not really at all. Uh, 2011, <laughs> 2011 is definitely not a top-tier year in cinema, I wouldn't say. Uh, there's two or three that are like great, but after the first round, man, it's like, 
who knows what's going to happen. But I'm here for it. I'm going to have a good time. I'm ready yeah. to go, man. Gerald's one of the one of my favorites to kind of rankle with during the draft, kind of like uh, really call a spotlight on some of his picks and say, "Was that the best idea, Gerald?" <laughs> you really uh, do criticize me pretty. Just harshly. just don't pick a straight to video Batman uh, <laughs> animated film like yeah. like we got last time, and you'll yeah. be fine. Oh, man, so uh, that'll help. So again, the fantasy movie draft success Venn diagram is pick something that is popular, but also, you know, well-regarded critically. So trying to get the center of that, again, we got 20 movies that are going to be drafted tonight for five rounds. So should be fun. Should be fun. The guy in the four spot right after Gerald uh, is a sub at the last minute. I know uh, we said that the Mr. Undefeated beat him down from Colt 45 was coming tonight and ready to just continue to annihilate everyone in the draft but he had a last minute uh family issue he had to deal with so drew hallam from the real phil's podcast drew drew we know comes to play drew what's going on tonight sir oh i'm ready i'm ready coming back from 87 89 finals 2003 jay we have unfinished business yeah no kidding how'd those 89 finals work out for you (laughs) Jay's Jay's like my business is unfinished. <laughs> See, oh. and this is what this is why it's great because everyone knows everyone here. You know, some people have been in other drafts with other people, and then as this Royal Ram- Rumble just rolls along, there's going to be you know added things going on. So I'm excited to get to the movies. We're we're we we got a a year in film 2011 that is wacky, like total wackadoo, and I, I can't wait to see what everyone's going to pick. So we're going to get started tonight with a 2011 fantasy movie draft. No! Hey! What's this lying around shit? What is wrong with you? What's wrong with all of you? You guys stink. Sometimes you got to say, what the fuck? Make your move. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. I want you to play dirty if you have to, but don't get caught. Go for the ribs. Don't let that bastard breathe. Concentrate, focus, power. Remember, balance, make good fight. Keep your heads up. Play proud. Game over. All right. Here we go. So... Jay and Gerald uh, tied in the last poll and chose to. So I told them, okay, you know, the winner in the poll was supposed to basically choose the show order for the next round. So they tied. They co-made the show order and picked Hannah to go first, Jay to go second, Gerald to go third, Drew to go fourth. And so that is the uh, the order. And, of course, we snake around uh, every round, five rounds. 20 movies total. So I'm excited to have all you guys here. Overall, if you were to use one word, what would you say about, of course, without revealing any titles, which is against the rules, what would you say about the year uh, of 2011 in the film as a whole? Hannah, what, what would you say? Weak. Weak. Okay. Hannah, Hannah's going weak with the one spot. She, she, she uh, can't wait to see what she takes. Jay? One word. What, what do you say about this year? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Joe and Drew, what are your words? This is going great. Uh, I got to do one word, right? 
if I'm just doing one word, I guess I'll say shallow. Okay. All right. And Drew? We're going to go with sparse. Oh, man. So we're, everyone's on the same page. Not a lot going on in 2011 in film. As I look at, at my list, I would agree. Uh, there were a lot of films, though. You know, uh, some some years where I'm like, did they make a lot of movies this year? But yeah, they made it's a actually lot of- an interestingly deep year. Yeah, but the top like- is is not fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's right, mm-hmm. no standouts really. Yeah. So uh, can't wait to see what everyone picks. Um, we're gonna get started with round one. Hannah coming in hot. Oh, she God. says she says the there's a weak weak <laughs> list of films here. What are you going to go here in the one spot with the first pick of the 2011 draft? Okay. I So I had, I am a chronic overthinker, um, which happens to me in every draft. But given the limited supply of choices, I kind of revert. I used to revert to like, what's the greatest plus what do I like? And... In this one, I just kind of had to revert to what do I like? Um, plus, is it okay? This movie, I think we're all, all four of us are going to have very unique choices about what, what tops the others in this draft. But for me, like maybe this was a given. For me, this is my favorite movie of this year. Um, Academy Award nominated, hilarious. T- fueled tons of people's careers in comedy and continued those careers. I'm going Bridesmaids. What did we eat? Sinks are gone. What are you doing? It's coming out of me like lava. (laughs) (laughs) We've done so fucking look at me. (laughs) I know that a lot of people are kind of on the fence about it, but I think it's an iconic film with a lot of hysterical scenes. I'm a massive Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph fan. Um, I, I think it's one of the best modern day comedies made in a long time. And, um, I'm sticking to my guns. So my choice is Bridesmaids. A comedy in the one spot, Bridesmaids off the board here in 2011. What does everyone think about this pick? It's a great pick. It's, it's number three on my board. I was hoping to snag it in the second round, but it's, uh, she's right. I mean, it's one of the better comedies of the last decade easily and Kristen Wiig is a gem it, it's a great film I went to see they did this like brunch champagne viewing at my local Alamo a couple years ago me and my wife went to see it on the big screen again a couple years ago I love this movie I think it's a great pick Paul Fake, the, the writer the director there it given given the board you cannot argue against this being the number one pick in the draft fun fact about this movie my grandmother who was about 85 at the time it d- barely goes to movies ever decided, wow, this looks like a fun, romantic comedy. I'm going to go check out Bridesmaids. And immediately after the opening scene, which is a sex scene between John Hamm and Kristen Wiig, she left. Um, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a really funny movie. I really, really enjoy this movie. Um, you can't argue against this in 2011 going number one, in my opinion. Uh, fueled Melissa McCarthy's career, of course. Right, yeah. In that role. I don't think she's even ever been better than that. Uh, when you were talking about going to see that movie, Jay, I was reminded what movie I finally watched this week, and it was Barb and Star Go to Vista Lamar. Oh, oh. yeah. What a banger. What a <laughs> wow. banger. Wow. I was just like 
flabbergasted at how good that movie is. And I was like, I sh- I mean, just watch Bridesmaids. It's all there, both the same writers, but I almost like Barb and Star more. And I was just like, wow, this is really good. So I, I think Bridesmaids is a great pick. I'm just surprised. I don't think I've ever heard a comedy get picked this high in, in a in a year draft like this. So this it, is huge. It's a weird year. A weird year. Bridesmaids here in the one spot tonight, which means Jay Ledbetter, you have your first pick here in the 2011 draft. What do you got, man? This is this is so hard. Th- this might be the hardest first round pick I've ever made in one of these fantasy movie drafts. And I say that as the champion of the 1980s drafts. Uh, Drew, I'm not sure we if you know, knew that or we not. We know, Jay. But, uh, <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to go with the single coolest movie of 2011, and I'm going to take Drive. I'm going to put my white scorpion jacket on and I'm going to take Drive, a movie. I mean, there's no cooler movie than Drive. Ryan Gosling as this very quiet, serene driver with this incredible soundtrack, gorgeous movie from director Nicholas Winding Refn. When when everybody saw that movie in 2011, they were like, holy shit, that thing rocked. And it was actually... As a sentimental, a uh, little extra sentimental value for that. That was the first movie I ever took my wife, my now wife, uh, to see in theaters. And we left when Ryan Gosling beat that guy's face into a pulp in the elevator. So great memories. Why did you leave? Because I didn't know her that well. And I was like, this is extremely graphic. Would you like to leave? <laughs> Jay, you, you should have looked, looked at her and been like, I would do that for you and just be like smiling. Yeah, exactly. It's very romantic. <laughs> wow. Well, dude. At, le- at least you didn't do it as a test. Like, you, you want to leave? She says yes, and you're like, you're not the one. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> well, now, I know now that if we went to go see Drive Now, we would just stay, and it would be like whatever. But at the time, I just wasn't sure. I didn't want to overplay my hand as a movie weirdo. I hope you uh, I, I hope you put the pedal to the metal, like, out of the garage, though. You're like, Arr! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, my favorite film of the year, uh, Chrissy and I, I love that film. I mean, I've been driving around Los Angeles in the dark with that soundtrack for, you know, 10 years now. That soundtrack just rips so oh, hard. God, oh, Jesse. my God. mean? <laughs> what? Have you done it? You need to do it, too, Hannah. One of the best opening scenes, uh, you know, I've ever seen with him driving around, just evading the cops and helicopters, like... If you live in L.A., you know how hard it is to get away from yes. the police and stuff. So to watch him do it like that, you're like, yes, that's what I would. I would also go to like the Lake- Lakers game or something. So uh, <laughs> it was the yeah, he was at the not Clippers game. It was like a, a logo very similar to, but not exactly like the Clippers. Uh, just educating people on what to do if you you know steal a car or rob a bank. Or whatever. Is this so, too high for this movie? I'm I'm curious, or is this right? Here's the thing. I love it, but it does have people that 
don't don't like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Why is it so divisive? I, I agree. It's like a it's a split movie for sure. I've got it number seven on my board. I love it. I love this movie. I just don't know that I would take it second overall just because so many people for some reason aren't hot on it. I think it's a great pick though. It's a great film. So I don't get it, but it is a divisive movie. I think drive walk so Nightcrawler could run, and so I'm <laughs> I'm a bit. I get it. I totally 100% understand how this would go in the first round. That's I agree with Gerald. This was in my top five, so totally understand I mean, why it would be number number two. You can't beat that cast. I mean, just an amazing cast top to bottom. So I think it's a great film. Drive here in uh, round one for Jay. Gerald, you got your first pick here. What are you going with, man? All right, man. Well, me and Jay kind of tag team up and uh, came up with the order here. And I said, Jay, you know what, man? Me and you are going to be two and three. What do you want to do? What do you want to take? And he's like, I'll go second. I'm like, all right, go second, Jay. So Jay, Jay went second. He took drive. I think it's a good pick. Now, now look, guys, you want to talk about a movie. Now, here's the, the tagline for the poster of this movie when it came out. And the tagline was, nothing spreads like fear. It's Contagion by Steven Soderbergh. Whoa. Whoa. I'm going to go ahead and take it. Now, look. Oh. Now, now, this movie, the pacing in this film, the imagery in this film, what we're living through, guys, in the last you know fourteen to fifteen months with COVID, how like prophetic was this movie? Now, of course, it's different, you know, and it was more quote unquote deadly in Contagion. It spread and killed people within a couple of days. But you were just talking about the cast of Drive. I mean, you got Kate Winslet, Lawrence Fishburne. I mean, this movie is loaded with performances, and I love Soderbergh's direction in this movie. I'm a big fan of his anyway. Uh, going back to the Oceans films, and this movie for me, for Soderbergh, is so sure-handed. You know, he he just knows what he's doing with the imagery in this film, and he takes this kind of pandemic story, which of course we're all living through right now. But in 2011, you know, we thought this was fiction 10 years ago. You know, and you look at it now, and you're like, we're we're basically living this. Like he based this is basically a prophetic movie. Uh, this movie is very pulse pounding. And I think COVID added an element to this film, too, because it does, like I said, nothing spreads like fear. And look at, if you watch this movie now, which, by the way, I did, which might not have been the best idea, but I watched this like a year ago, uh, you know, when COVID first kind of started, was a couple months old. And it it just has an added kind of uh, piece to it when you watch it now. But I love this movie, man. Despite what we're going through right now, I think it's a, a very, very well-made film with terrific performances. So that's why I wanted to go ahead and scoop it up here first. You ever seen anything like this before? Yeah. We're isolating the sick. The truth about this virus is being kept from the world. We just need to make sure that nobody knows until everybody knows. Your wife is dead. What happened to her? It gets on airplanes. It travels at 500 miles an hour. A billion sick. That's where we're heading. It's figuring us out faster than we're figuring it out. Don't talk to anyone. Don't touch anyone. Stay away from other people. Contagion. Yikes. That's all I have to Reach. say. Yikes. Reach. Yikes. Reach. A little early for that. I, too soon. Too soon, right. Gerald. No, I'm, I'm... Chrissy made me watch it a year ago as well, and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Like, I don't want to watch this. It's, it's a great like, flick. You, you just saying that the name of that movie, I know the movie's great, but it's kind of like... I don't want to watch a TV show right now, you know, set in COVID or anything. Like, I don't need reminders about this. So it's frightening. It's scary, scary it is. film. Uh, but what does everyone think about Gerald taking this with his first pick here? 
that's round three, round four value that you just got with the third pick. I mean, that that's kind of my take. I'm afraid people are going to just like read it and be like, oh, just like shudder and like move down to other people's <laughs> list or something. I don't know, man. It's I'm surprised with some of these picks tonight. Like, you know, uh, there are a lot of franchises in this year. And I'm like, I assume a lot of those will go first. But you guys are, are going with the, you know, uh, left of field one short going with the movies we love sh- short movie titles heart overhead. There you go. So, uh, all right. Drew Hallam, you got the last pick here in round one, your first pick of the draft. What are you going to choose, dude? Well, let's not disappoint the fact that you're looking for a franchise, Justin. And I'm probably going to give you the longest title because I have to snatch it away. I have to snatch away that Oscar nominee with Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. There we go. The best one, guys. Oh, we are yeah. Top three. Top three. Top three. Bar what a way none. to wrap up that, that franchise. And I mean, it's just, it's so moving. It's it's really cool. And I love the fact that you can, I, I don't know, you, you get to see the culmination of everything just come to fruition. The giant battle at Hogwarts. What what more are you really, really wanting out of all of this? You're speaking my language, Drew. My favorite one by far of that whole series. Just Whoa, the, by far. By far. By far. The the battle plus the the Alan Rickman emotional aspect of that movie. Oh, Always. Just, <laughs> oh Chef's Kiss. What does everyone think about Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part two? Would have been my next pick. I think it's a great pick. Love it. I mean, you were just invested. It's you know, it's a culmination. Hannah, you're a Potterhead, right? Well, what do you think about this film? I'm a big Potterhead. I was actually just at Universal last weekend, and I spent a lot of time in Hogsmeade, um, soaking up that sweet, sweet vaccinated life. Um, Is it scary there? Tell tell me how it was. It was a bit of a hot mess express. I mean, they're still figuring out what they're trying to do, and you can't walk and eat or walk and drink, so that chewed up a lot of time, and they just added the new Indominus Rex into Jurassic World, and so that was kind of fun. Um, But, you know, eh, I would wait. I could, you'd write it out, you know, just let them do their thing, let them clean it up a little bit, but... um. Yes, uh, I on that ride. There's a Harry Potter ride in that in that land, of course, and there's a part where you do go over where Snape dies, and it's just like every time I think about it, and I think about how emotional that whole journey is. So this is a big big win for me. Um, I also love the iconic uh, Mrs. Weasley. Not my daughter, you bitch, mm. is iconic. Yes. Um, should be That's on shirts stuff. everywhere, oh, yeah. on posters. Um, so yes, love it. You, you see Neville Longbottom in like puberty actually did something <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah, this that, that, this is when everybody was like, wait, Neville's like super sexy now. What yeah. happened? Twenty five points. Neville to Gryffindor. becomes the hero. He becomes the hero while everyone's gone from Hogwarts. Well, while Harry is gone. Ah, oh, so good. I think it's a great pick here in round one, uh, but it's time for round two, and Drew gets another pick right off of that because we're snaking around. Drew, what do you got, man? Well, due to the fact that we are snaking around, I can't let this go another round, especially when that next round is Gerald, and Gerald knows how much of a horror nut I am. Oh, and no. I cannot <laughs> not let it pass up. 
I have to go with one of the best and the smartest horror movies out there, Cabin in the Woods. What is that thing? We're gonna lock this place down. He's right. We'll go room by room, barricade every window and door. We gotta play it safe. No matter what happens, we have to stay together. This isn't right. What? What's the matter? This isn't right. We should split up. We can cover more ground that way. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. Really? Sure, man. Nice. Do it. Fucking love Drew. Nice pick. All right. Why here in round two? Uh, well, one, I odds are Gerald may have very well snatched it. In, in round two. And I mean, come on, let's not let's not get away from the fact that this is a brilliant horror movie that frankly should be taught in film classes. It is a commentary on the horror industry as a whole. The gods that they're trying to appease. It's us. It's us, the audience watching it. And I mean, what what more can you love being a horror nut watching this film, looking at all the Easter eggs, watching at all the things that they're going around Literally having the characters ask the questions that us as the audience are going like, hey, let's split up the party. Really? Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious. This is a uh, a very funny horror movie as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. A lot of good horror movies this year, 2011. What does everyone think about this pick here in round two? I would have taken We're all it playing catch up it. to Drew at this point. <laughs> Wow. Although just just remember that Joss Whedon is extremely canceled. Oh, problematic <laughs> pick. Problematic pick. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> Jay's always here for the <laughs> Oh man. Um all right. Cabin in the woods here in round two. Uh guys, give me give me thirty seconds. I gotta grab something real quick. Hold on. guys won't believe what happened what my daughter had like a a stress ball i'm at her her desk here in her room to get out of the way of them they're still up and she had a stress ball and i was <laughs> i was i was you know uh, working over my hand as, as i was listening to you guys and it exploded everywhere whoa <laughs> wow <laughs> Stress relieved, eh? And I wasn't, it's not like I was even, I just, I guess I uh, torqued it too much. But anyway, uh, you would, uh, yeah, holy crap. That was, that was something. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You're so so strong, dude. (laughs) Oh, fun times. All right. That's all over my list. I'm going to have to read. God darn it. Okay. All right. I really, I really wish we were on video right now. (laughs) Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got like they had like uh little like uh streamers inside of it and then they're everywhere. Oh my god. What a mess. All right. Gerald, you got your round two pick right after Drew took Cabin in the Woods here. What are you going after taking contagion uh, in round one? You know, you know, uh, I guess that's a bit of a underdog story for me with everybody kind of knowing me so well because Drew's right. I probably wouldn't have taken it in round two, but if it was still there in round three, I would have taken it. So I think Cabin in the Woods is is a great pick. It's probably the best horror uh, of this year. Now, he also took a franchise, right? So 
you guys got on me about my contagion pick. I think that's an amazing film that kind of, you know, resonates obviously even more with what we're going through. But now what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift and I'm going to go to another franchise that has literally taken over the world. I'm going to go with Captain America, the first Avenger. That's my next pick. Wow. So a Marvel movie round yeah, two. Wow. I, I think it, I'm surprised it dropped here. What, of course, why did you take it here? Round two. Well, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is uh, hugely popular right now. Captain America's in the limelight because of that. Chris Evans really, you know, came into this role and really just embodied that character and of Steve Rogers of Captain America. And it's the MCU, and this was early on in the MCU too. So, you know, obviously we had Iron Man and a couple other things at this point, but it was cool to kind of see where it went from here. You know, it's really cool special effects when you think back to the Steve Rogers, like the really skinny dude when he's being recruited. And then obviously we know what he becomes to be. Uh, Haley Atwell, I think is just a, a darling. I love her very much. She's so charming. Tommy Lee Jones is great in this movie. Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull is a great villain in this movie. And it really kind of added the, it kind of upped the ante for the MCU. I felt like, and this you know, it's a different year, so I'll go ahead and mention it. But, you know, Captain America and the Winter Soldier is a better film, in my opinion. But Captain America, the first Avenger, really kind of got that train rolling. And I really respect what it did for the MCU as a whole. So, and you have the franchise of MCU, too, um, showing up on my draft boards. I think it'll be good for me as well. So, directed by Joe Johnston, of course, who also did one of my favorite uh, movies as a kid, Rocket Man. Uh, the Rocketeer. Rocketeer. Rocketeer sorry, yeah. I'm still I'm still cleaning up after my my stress ball. So <laughs> my my the my daughter's stress ball just exploded everywhere on my list on, on the draft board. I'm gonna have to redo this draft board, guys. It's crazy over here. I'm sorry. So uh, what does everyone think about Captain America: uh, The First Avenger in terms of the the Marvel movies? Top tier? Wait, what does everyone think? It's mid tier. Mid-tier? I think it's one of the worst Marvel movies. What? I hate this movie. I think it is so boring. Boring? Wow. Yeah, I could... It's got more style than most Marvel movies have. I'll give it that. And I just, like, I don't know. I Look, I wasn't on board with the Marvel cinematic universe until about Black Panther, so forgive me. But, like, this film, his... The amount of skinniness that he has is just so laughable to me. Like, I could not take that movie seriously. (laughs) So that was a struggle for me. But I respect it. I respect the MCU and what it's become. I respect that it was a big turn for them. So I understand the pick. Wow. Hmm. There we go. Hannah does not like Captain America. (laughs) I'm assuming I don't have Hannah's vote at this point. <laughs> uh, all right, no vote from Hannah. All right, well, Gerald's got Contagion and Captain America, which means uh, Jay's got the next pick here in round two. What do you got, Jay? Let's keep the franchise streak going here, and let me take you back to not 2011, but 2001, a decade earlier, where a franchise began that continues today, 20 years later. And in 2011, we were at the midpoint of said franchise, a franchise that began with youths uh, stealing electronic goods. They were stealing DVD players. A decade later, they were driving 
a, a giant safe from two cars on the back um, in Rio de Janeiro. And The Rock was involved somehow at this point. I am speaking, of course, about Fast Five, the best film in the Fast and Furious franchise. Such a fun movie. I mean, what a blast this movie is. And this was really a turning point for the Fast and Furious franchise where they just were like, anything is possible. Like, physics are irrelevant at this point. Screw that. Screw that nonsense. Um, Such a fun movie. My favorite in the franchise still. Uh, We'll see if that changes when they go to space in the next one. But (laughs) as of now, Fast Five, best in the franchise. What a picture. Wow. Totally agreed on all points. My favorite Fast movie... Love, love the Fast series. Just watching that newest trailer filled me with so much joy. I was just like, I have to see this movie now. I don't care if I get COVID. I want to see this. So it, it was actually number one on my mock draft list, Fast Five. So what does everyone, wow. everyone think about this pick? Well, I think Jay's right. It's, it's probably the best action movie of this year, of 2011, and one of the better action movies of the last decade. It's definitely easily. He, he, I agree 100% with you, Jay, that... This is easily the best movie in the Fast franchise, which some people might say, well, that's not saying a whole lot. <laughs> but yeah, I think oh, how dare is, you? The Fast franchise rules. <laughs> oh my gosh, Hannah. Anti MCU, anti Fast and Furious. Man. You are, no, you are no, seriously lacking joy in your life. Anti Captain America, the first Avenger. But I can hear you, Hannah. Okay, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also definitely not. I'm definitely not anti-fast anything, but um, it was not on, even on my list. So that's that's really I mean, just a my that's really on me, you guys. It might have been my third pick if it was still coming back around for round three. Just the whole action sequence with with them pulling that safe incredible town is like one of the craziest thing I I've ever seen in a movie theater. I. The whole theater was enraptured with that movie. It it was amazing. So uh, I think it's a steal here in round two. You know, we've gone franchises. Jay's also got a thing about cars. He's got drive and fast. Yeah, yeah. Jay. car heavy. There you go, car heavy. Uh, Hannah, we're back to you here in round two. You took bridesmaids with the first pick of the draft. What do you got here in round two? Yeah. Um. Oof. Well, a lot of my picks are now gone. Um, I was hoping for, I was hoping for Harry Potter, even though I didn't think it would be sticking around there and Cabin in the Woods, I thought might be a third rounder, but glad it got snatched up. So I am kind of looking at another franchise and this is, I mean, I think this franchise has had its wins and its losses. Okay. But here's. I I think this is one of the best of the entire franchise. Um, so I'm going franchise as well, and I'm going X Men First Class. Ooh, good pick. X Men off the board, first class. Uh, what do you what do you think about this film? Obviously, highly regarded by you here in round two, Hannah. Yeah, I just think like for me personally, it kind of set a new standard for what the X Men franchise could be, and I think. 
similar to to what we were saying about Captain America. Like, it kind of started to change the game in terms of how people thought about superhero movies. Um, And so for that, I think it's totally amenable. I also think it's got a great rating um, across the board, critically and audience-wise. And I'm one of those people. So big fan. All right. What does everyone think about this pick here in round two? I think it's a good pick. I mean, X-Men First Class, I mean, with having Fassbender portray Magneto and James McAvoy coming in and doing the younger roles, it started, as Hannah said, like, it started something really nice. Um, I as, as, like, a comic book geek, I can love this film. But also as a comic book geek, I'm kind of irritated at some of the inaccuracies of it, but it's still probably one of the better uh, movies in the franchise itself. To come right off of, like, the heels of uh like X-Men 3. Yeah, this was refreshing. <laughs> I mean, I know the movie is called First Class, but this is this is a second class pick here. This <laughs> this this is this is too high. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> is it is it too high because of how, you know, uh, this this round of characters petered out at the end that kind of puts a stink on well, maybe. I mean, this on, this on is this part of. The, I the would franchise. definitely say the best of the new wave of X Men movies, kind of those throwback X Men movies. Um, I, I like this movie, but yeah, it's a second, third tier superhero movie, kind of in the grand scheme of things. But m- maybe that'll play. I mean, people love superhero movies. It's a pretty good flick. I really like Kevin Bacon in it. Uh, Kevin Bacon is he, he's a bad doing guy. work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind He's of like, I work. would argue it's on par with, you know, like Fast Five or movies like that. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's very much up for debate. Uh, I think box office would say otherwise, but, uh, you know, to each their own, I suppose. <laughs> oh, man, there you go. Uh, X-Men First Class here in round two. But it's time for round three, and Hannah gets another pick off of that. She she said she's already a lot of her list has been picked, but we've got five rounds to go. Hannah, what what do you got? All right, I was kind of uh, debating which would go two in my list and which would go three, and I'm glad they're both still around. So this one, I'm switching it up, and I'm going more dramatic, more Oscary, more Sorkin-y. Um, I think I, I love this movie. I don't even like baseball people, but this movie made me like baseball. Um, so I'm going with Moneyball. That's my third pick. Brad Pitt off the board here. Moneyball. Uh, was everyone think? So you're, you're a fan, Hannah? I'm a fan. I feel like this really was like a huge turning point for Jonah, Jonah Hill, um, in terms of like he was so, line to comedic and this really kind of brought him back and now he is very much like the new six degrees of i feel like you can connect jonah hill through any any person at this point in his career um but i just think it's a great movie a lot of you know philip seymour hoffman you got a young chris pratt in there um great cast great pacing i'm a big sorkin fan i know a lot of people are kind of on the fence but i'm all for it what does everyone think about Moneyball? I mean, what I take away from Moneyball is is Brad Pitt. I mean, I, I thought he was just tr- a tremendous performance in this. And it was kind of showcased something a little bit different for him as an actor. And he's done so much stuff 
that it was it was great to kind of see him in this kind of sports role. Yeah. You know, the movie the very movie talky. Was, very talky. Yeah, I was going to say the movie is very Sorkin-y, like Hannah alluded to. Um, but I won't shoot Hannah down like she did with me with my previous <laughs> uh, picks because I love Hannah. And I think she made a great. All pick. right, I'll shoot her down. Uh, this is <laughs> this ahead. is a this is a halfway decent movie. It's a as somebody who does love baseball and also loved the book. I think Michael Lewis is such a good author. Um, that movie was so insightful in in ways that I found interesting as a guy who really likes numbers. And this movie completely abandoned that aspect of the film and it turned it into that Sorkin-y thing where everything is driven by like your daughter or your wife or your girlfriend. And in this movie, it's his daughter who is pretty obnoxious. And while I love parts of the movie, I think kind of that grand theme of him doing everything both for his daughter and for his failed baseball career is kind of a failure. There's a lot of aspects about the movie I like, but there's also some really big picture stuff that falls flat for me. Oh, wow. But again, Brad Pitt's great. Isn't he? <laughs> well, Brad Pitt is great. He's amazing. One of his best performances. He's ridiculously good looking. Uh, Brad Pitt in that film. Moneyball here in round three. Jay, you got your pick here in round three. What do you got, man? All right. Uh, kind of surprised I'm going back to the franchise well here, but this is a, a really great movie. Certainly, you, If somebody said this was the best movie in the franchise, even if I don't necessarily agree with that, I would not argue with them. This is a film from famed animation director Brad Bird. Uh, you know, he made The Incredibles. He made Ratatouille. And then here he comes making Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, which has – the number one best set piece in any Mission Impossible movie with that Burj Khalifa uh, climbing scene. What an intense scene that was. I saw that thing in IMAX and I was sweating in the movie theater watching him do that scene. And knowing that so much of that was practical is like mind-blowing to me. Tom Cruise at his craziest, you can't go wrong with Brad Bird and Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol has to be the pick. Wow. Here in round three. I thought this would go higher. What does everyone think? I, I always liked this film. I think it was fun. That exact stunt where he's climbing on the outside of the building, I was like, that's nuts. That's super cool. But then my brain also thinks, how is no one noticing him? <laughs> <laughs> how is no one inside seeing this? <laughs> he's a wee little he's a wee little man, Drew. He he's very short. Yes, yeah, he's he's a microscopic man, of those, course. Those those suckers on his hands were big, but he is small. <laughs> <laughs> it had a it had a brilliant amount of uh, of comedy with the action and a good balance. So this is good. Yeah, this was the first one with Simon Pegg, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. Yeah, he added a lot to the movie. Also, there's that amazing sandstorm sequence as well. It's just so good that chase in the sandstorm. Yeah, that's that, a really fun movie. He 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 he's run away from everything in every movie but that was one of the most impressive when he was running <laughs> running away from the sandstorm yes. away from the sandstorm <laughs> true true so i think it's a steal uh here in round 3 gerald you got your round 3 pick man what you got man well much like drew did with cabin in the woods jay just did it with that movie with uh mission impossible because i was about to take it but uh of course my boy jay ledbetter scooped in so I tell you what I tell you what I'm going to do, man. Is I'm going to go kind of serious, um, but I'm going to go with one of my favorite filmmakers of all time. Um, I would say probably my top three directors of all time. 
He's in the limelight right now, too. He's nominated for an Academy Award this year. I'm talking about David Fincher, and he did a remake of the Swedish The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo this year. So I'm going to take that next. Talk about a divisive film. What does everyone think about this one here in round three? Some Fincher. Good movie. Good book. Um, it's it's engaging. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good remake. I I love this movie. I we did a David Fincher series last week or last year rather on uh, on my podcast and this was one that I rewatched and was kind of like, oh wait, this movie is kind of a masterpiece. It's it's so good. I mean, when you go and watch, there are so many procedurals that get made every single year. But this one was, like Drew said, so incredibly engaging. And the final sequence in that movie that's so twisted and violent where he gets taken down to this torture chamber as Enya plays in the background is like an all-time sequence <laughs> for me. It's incredible. Um, and that whole movie is like the way that he makes hacking and security footage and investigative journalism engaging is is so so good. I I love this movie. Wow, I agree, I agree with you. Obviously, I mean, you know, and you got to remember too. This is coming on the heels of the Social Network. I mean, David Fincher had. I mean, his really his whole not career quite as good run. as that movie, but a very good movie. I agree. I agree. I mean, Fitcher's whole career is really a run, so it's not fair to say that he was on a run here. But, I mean, <laughs> he was putting out – I mean, Jay's right. I consider this movie a masterpiece. I consider The Social Network a masterpiece, Fight Club before it, and so on and so on. So this guy has a knack for really being able to tell a story in a visual way. And the girl with the dragon tattoo, you know, the feat that he was able to accomplish, I feel like you have to kind of recognize that he was up against a remake. Like, he, this was a remake. So – a lot of people had seen that, especially in the realm of like female empowerment and kind of like overcoming the odds and that type of thing. And people had obviously read the book. It was one of the it's one of the biggest bestsellers of all time in that in that genre. So I mean, he's up against that stuff, and he was still able to kind of make it his own vision. The way he uses music in this movie and the incorporation of that throughout. I mean, he already mentioned Enya, which is probably the best example. But yeah, I love Fincher as a filmmaker, and I feel like this is one of those two or three movies that really, really showcase his best attributes. So, and I'm how good is Rooney? How good is Rooney Mara? Yeah, I agree, man. Stupid, amazing, stupid, amazing. good. When when we did Fincher last year, I I kind of keep track of. I have this insane. I'm a, I'm a maniac. I have this Excel spreadsheet where I keep track of all of our movie series that we do, and I track all of the average ratings for every filmmaker that we cover. I think David Fincher had an average star rating out of five of like 4.45 for (laughs) his movies. He's ridiculous. He's so good. Yeah, yeah. Really good. I can't even like talk trash about this pick. This movie rocks. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Hannah, Drew, do you you guys like this movie? I actually would be interested to hear Hannah's take on it from a female perspective. I, I, so I'm... I love Fincher, the seven, the game fight club, that, that whole run. I I remember seeing this movie in the theaters and just being like, is that it? Like, I don't know. Hannah, what do you think? Um, 
I like this pick. I I agree with everything they said. I think Fincher had an incredible little line there, and then he followed this movie up with Gone Girl. So I I think he's doing just fine. And then he followed Gone Girl up with Mindhunter. So I think I think Fincher is in a good spot, you guys. I don't think we need to worry about him. Um, he can make movies. He can do <laughs> the things. He can continue. Um, I right. I love yeah I love the darkness of of these films. That's something I love about his movies in general is just how dark they can be, but how meaningful they all can be. Um, and showing the, I think the true like nature of a lot of people specifically. I mean, this isn't a movie, but in Mindhunter as well. I just think he's so good at capturing that. And please Netflix, if you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are, please pick that up for another season um rumor is they're gonna do it i've heard i'm my fingers are crossed um but back to the film yes i I love it i think it's a great pick girl with the dragon tattoo here in round three drew hallam you got your pick here in round three man what are you going with Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go with a uh an oscar award winner for best supporting actress and we're gonna go a little bit more serious we're gonna talk about the human experience but more importantly a human experience that actually and finally gets recognized rather than being shadowed over we're gonna go with the help Mm. oof Oof. there we go couldn't be couldn't be me couldn't be me (laughs) all right why the help here in round three drew (laughs) Uh, you know what? Honestly, I I think it's I think it's better for a round three pick considering what I'm looking at that's left. Honestly, I don't think that it deserves a round four pick. I think it's a fantastic story. It's an honest story, and mixing in with again a good balance of humor. But you have such memorable characters. You have such memorable scenes. The scene where she gets up in her face and she just looks her straight in the eye and just says like you are a godless woman i mean that is a moment that stuck with me throughout the entire film and i I always loved like you know kind of like the the mantra that she repeats with the with the little girl and she's like you is smart you is uh what is it you is smart you is beautiful like you you is you is smart you is kind you is important that's it you is important (laughs) i said i love the mantra and i couldn't remember it but i mean it's again it's 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 a feel good that drives through what is what is wrong that's presented with society in the film. And I think, I think it's important to recognize it. So I, I really do like the help. The help's not, well, the help's not a bad movie. Okay. It's a good movie. And I, do, I also agree with Drew that I do like it. I think it's a good film and, you know, I liked it when it came out and when I saw it initially, I think the problem with is how it's aged, right? The film is not aged well. And even Viola Davis came out, who was my favorite part of that movie from a performance perspective. And even she's come out and said that she, I want to say she was quoted as saying she regretted making it, I think, or regretted being in it, which is kind of speaks volumes, but you know, because it's, it's whitewashed, right? It's like the white savior kind of story, which when you look at it in 2020 or 2021, it doesn't play well. Do you know what I mean? Now, I think it's a good movie and it's produced well and it's a good watch and I enjoyed it when it came out. I just don't know that it's aged really well. I don't know what you guys think, but that's the only thing I wanted to say. I remember being so excited to watch this movie and thinking the exact opposite. I remember watching it in real time in 2011 and thinking, what the hell is this? What message are you trying to send? And Fun fact, the book was actually rejected 60 times before it got published. There's a reason. Like, I just don't, this is not 
my I, I was not feeling this movie at all. It has a phenomenal cast. And I just was super let down and I felt very underwhelmed when I watched it in the theater. And I honestly haven't watched it since. So to be fair, like I haven't given it a new lens. But um, that's just a movie that has always disappointed me. I mean, this you is... Got, the, do you the guys hell... remember? Did, did Viola Davis say that or am I misquoting that? You're correct. Yeah, she, she, yes. Okay. She right. wishes the I voices mean, you... of the maids were heard more than the white people in the film, basically. Yes, the, the the help is the ultimate movie where it's like I can give myself a pat on the back for watching this and and being like progressive about wow this is such an important movie without being challenged one iota. That's what the help is. It's like an easy way to make a white person feel better about themselves and hooray. So I I agree with what it, everything you guys said about the help. I. Just like Hannah, I think I watched it at the theater and I was like, nope, not for me. But fun fact about The Help. Director of The Help and Octavia Spencer made another film recently. I don't know if everyone's seen it. Ma. Ma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't make if, me if drink seen alone. Ma, don't make me drink alone. <laughs> and you've also seen The Help. You're like, what in the world? There's maybe just, There might be something wrong with Tate Taylor. Is what I do love Octavia Spencer. <laughs> she is an, uh, an alum of my university. So I, I love... Octavia Spencer oh, unconditionally. Hey, so yeah, and I agree. Hey, I'm look, saying, I mean, one thing you say about the help is that the performances in it are top tier. I mean, all of them. I mean, Jessica Chastain, Emma Stone, mm-hmm. even. I mean, obviously Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer. I mean, they all came to bring their A game in that movie. Bryce Dallas really, Howard, it, though. It, Bryce, well, <laughs> okay, maybe not. But it is. It is an acting clinic in that film. I just don't know that it's aged very well. That's all. There we go. Well, guys, it's time for round four. Drew, Drew has another pick right now after taking the help. Drew, what do you got, man? So uh, I got to get a uh, I got to get a little bit of a comedy in here. And w- one person that I I truly truly do love is, uh, and I'm probably going to get some slack for the villain, as it were. But I do love Jason Bateman, so I'm going to go with horrible bosses. I work for the Antichrist. I own you. At least your boss isn't sexually harassing you. I'm not going to sleep with you. See about that. Why don't you kill your bosses? Word. You're going to get some intel on Julia? She's incredibly hot. You slept with her? Ow! You got a hitman online. Yeah. They use little cold words. Your ad said you do wet work. I urinate on other men for money. My ad was in the men seeking men section. We, we are the men, men, men looking for a man. Horrible bosses. Rated R starts July 8th. And I know, I know people are probably going to go like, oh, yay. Uh, yeah, hilarious movie. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. I think it's I think it's very very funny. Oh, it's um, hilarious. And now a lot of people, uh, or at least my friend, my my friends get me guffy because I've never seen like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But I really do uh, like the actor from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And I, now I forget his name, but I think he, Charlie I think, Day. Yes, Charlie I, thought Day. Was, I thought he's perfect in this film. Like the I named my cat after him. So. How about, how about Kevin Spacey, though? Uh, really? How about... Oh, yeah, you got Whedon, you got Spacey, you're all Meghan over the Markle. place. That's what, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, Kevin Spacey's probably, like, what people are not going to like about the movie itself. Um, <laughs> but he is he's a right. horrible boss, she, she, so he's Jay the antagonist. Boss, so maybe yeah. it plays into my favor. Right. Drew, Jay is right. You do have... So you have Joss Whedon with Kevin the Woods, then you have The Help, and then you have Horrible Bosses. <laughs> you're really going for the problematic <laughs> picks tonight, man. <laughs> It's pushing the envelope. <laughs> pushing the envelope. No, that, that that is a super fun film. Uh, oh, I love that movie. Yeah, it's hilarious. 
And especially when you juxtapose it against a sequel, which was awful. Um, <laughs> I like the sequel, too. I really dig the sequel, too. I love Bateman and Charlie Day, though, like not on like comfortable levels. Like I shouldn't love them as much as I do. So that's probably got Ted Lasso. Why, I love you got Ted Lasso in there. You got Colin Farrell. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So Colin Farrell's in the original. I was trying to remember. He's like the cokehead. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's really good in that movie. Yeah, he really so, is. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a fun film uh, here in round four. Gerald, what you got for your round four pick, man? I don't know, man. So I only have two more picks, right? Yep. Uh, you got two more well, picks. The two that I would take to round out my team, I don't think these movies will get taken. So I feel like I should maybe try that. And then, I don't know, I might screw Go for the win, Gerald. Else. You need to go one or two in the polls. Come on, man. Go for the win. Yeah, you're right. Um I tell you what, man, instead of, but that means I'm going to leave one of my adored films off, but okay, I'm going to take Justin's advice because he's right. All right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do, man. I'm going to go another franchise, and I'm going to go a film that I think is pretty pretty critically loved, but also audience loves it as well, and was a great series of films and just the work that Andy Serkis did alone. You got to give a shout out to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. So that's going to be my next pick. All right. The Franco film. Franco was in this. Talking about problematic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whatever, dude. I mean, everybody in Hollywood's problematic. Every today, man. So what are you going to do? Every man. Let's get it clear. <laughs> every man is. Correct. Yeah. Rise of the Planet of the Apes. What does everyone think about this in round four? I get it. I can see it. It's fine. It's, it's f- certainly the worst of the new Planet of the Apes films, but it got the ball rolling, so it's got that going for it. This is the one where what's his name um, from Harry Potter was in it, right? Tom he was like Felton. The kind of Tom My Felton. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the abusive, yeah, monkey didn't a, trainer. Did a gorilla just like launch him into the sun or something? Or did I misremember <laughs> mis- that? It's a, a gorilla definitely got mad at him, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean this this is a pretty. I mean, if you think about like from a special effects standpoint, at least, and like an action you know, different action sequences. I mean, this is one of the better like franchises, quote unquote, of this decade. I mean, they really did some amazing things. And I mentioned Andy Circus when I took the pick. I feel like he's kind of at the forefront of what I'm talking about, but they did this really cool blend of just like, you know, real world acting mixed with special effects. And it also has like the social commentary built into it, which kind of parallel to the world that we're living in. And Like Jay said, I mean, I agree with him. It's not my favorite of this series, but it's the one that came out in 2011. So it's representative of the entire series for me, but that's why I wanted to go ahead and take it. All right. Doesn't seem to be a lot of controversy there, so we'll move on to Jay. You got your round four pick, man. What do you got? Okay. So this, I'm doing another franchise, although this is kind of a reboot This is a franchise that means a whole heck of a lot to me. I am staring at a plush of the lead character of this franchise. I'm looking at Kermit the Frog here, and there was a really, really good reboot of the Muppets franchise starring Jason Segel and Amy Adams in 2011. It's a movie that I had just an absolute ball with. Uh, I'm taking the Muppets. What a, what a fun 
fun movie. I, I can't believe they they pulled it off. I'm taking the Muppets. I mean, what a fun movie. Who who doesn't like the Muppets? I agree. Fun film. Yeah. Was there yeah, one I thing? Mean, well, to Jay's point, how the hell did they pull this off in 2011? But they did. I mean, they had really endearing characters and music and, uh, you know, the puppets that we were familiar with. I mean, he's right. I mean, it was really a feat that they were able to create such a cool thing kind of past its time. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I wish that I could fit this into my five, Jay, because I think it's a great pick. I mean, the Muppets. What are you going to do? One of my favorite villains in a kid's film, uh, Chris Cooper. Oh, Chris Cooper. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Hands down my favorite line in the film. (laughs) (laughs) Just a fun, fun film. Obviously, you could uh, see that Siegel really cared about the moment and and that franchise. I was kind of sad that he didn't get to do more of those. uh, But Disney Plus, come on. Do some... uh, and Amy Adams as well. What a, what a twosome that was. So, yeah. Siegel and Adams, what a duo. What a duo. The Muppets here in round four, which means Hannah is back on the board with her round four pick. Hannah, what do you got? Oh, it's getting harder. The list is getting shorter. Um, I think... I wasn't going to go back to this genre, but I think I'm going to because I I recently rewatched this film and I think it's really fun. Um, and there's a there's so many great people in it. And we're if we're t- we're talking drive people, no 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 this this is Pete Gosling right here. We're going crazy stupid love. Okay, so then what do we do? What happens now? Like logistically, what's your move? What's my move? What's your move? Like, what's your big move? I got lots of moves. What's your big move? I'm not telling you my big move. Tell me your move. You're not ready for the big move. Yes, I am. I want your big you move. You can't handle the big move. Trust Tell me. Tell me a big move. I work dirty dancing into the conversation. Dirty dancing? Can I sit down, please? Yeah. Can I put back on my shirt? No. Why Dirty Dancing? What do we do? Do we watch it? You know the big move at the end of Dirty Dancing where Patrick Swayze picks up Jennifer Grey? Yeah. I can do that. Okay. So I tell girls I can do the move. I put on the song, Time of Your Life. I do the big move. And they always want to have sex with me. Oh, my God. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. I agree. But it works every time. That suit? Are you kidding me? Okay, as the only wow. woman. Um, heavy on the Kevin Bacon. <laughs> we're going heavy heavy bacon today with the heavy side of bacon. Um, well, we'll tell you, Hannah. I will tell you, you got the two best rom-coms of this year, I feel like, in Bridesmaids and this one. I really feel like this was this was their La La Land. Like, I've never been a huge fan of La La Land. I kind of wish they picked two different actors for that role. Um, I just don't think they were the right people for it. But I really think they shined. Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling have incredible chemistry. I think this is, like, the way to showcase that. You also have Steve Carell as this hilarious character. Then you throw in a Julianne Moore. Hello? This is I. This is a f- fantastic combo of people. Um so that that's what I'm going with. Uh, Hannah might have my wife Chrissy's pick because Crazy Stupid Love is her probably her favorite film. Uh, other than Drive, what a what a year for the Goss here <laughs> here in 2011. So we yeah. so we so love that film. Hannah uh, saw it in the theaters back in 2011 that we named our robotic vacuum 
uh, David Lynn Hagen, <laughs> which was the name of Kevin Kevin Bacon's character oh, God. in that movie, who gets punched in the face by Ryan Gosling's character in a great scene. So I agree. I think it's a great film. Uh, still here in round four. But guys, we've already reached the wild card round. Round five. You got one more pick to go before you round off your your top five Ugh. here uh, in 2011, which will all go into a poll. You guys want to advance to the next round. This is super important is what I'm saying. Hannah, what are you going to go with for your final pick? This one, I feel like I have a few different ones that I'm bouncing back and forth on. And I think I am going to end up actually going um, kind of a different route um, than my other picks. So I'm going to go more in the horror genre, um, given that we had already discussed, you know, there are some great films that came out of this year. But this one I only recently watched, and it was incredibly disturbing. And I think it really sticks with you. And I think the performances are very subtle um, from the supporting cast, but very, very strong. So I'm going with my fifth pick for We Need to Talk About Kevin. And I think this film was just, it was very mind-blowing. Um, Ezra Miller is phenomenal. You have Tilda Swinton, who is playing this mother that is like just very unsure about what she's supposed to do and trying to cope with the fact that she really, everything is out of her hands. Um, and then you have John C. Riley playing the supportive character of her husband. And I think it's just a really interesting combination of people. Um so yeah, I'm going with that as my last pick. Amazing film, but probably not the best film to watch when you're pregnant with your first child, which is how we, <laughs> we my wife uh, and I watched this film uh, back in 2011. Very, very frightening where that film goes, but, but amazing acting from both uh, Swinton and uh, Ezra in that film. Has everyone seen We Need to Talk About Kevin? guys yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. this yeah is, it's uh, good it is, is um it's a fun watch <laughs> I wouldn't call it a fun watch <laughs> I say fun, not a fun but, yeah. sit <laughs> but this is one of those movies that it's it's a great pick it's a great movie i'm glad it actually got mentioned on somebody's list tonight because i don't know if it would crack the top you know 20 or whatever we're doing here but you know this is one of those movies that it's scary because of how real it is like it's not a you know, supernatural or superhero or it's, it's nothing, you know, not a lot of weird shit going on. It's all like really rooted in reality. And that's what makes it so frightening. And so, uh, you know, real. And I, I think that the performances really carry it like Hannah mentioned, but yeah, this is a very frightening, um, real world movie that I, that I don't know that I necessarily want to revisit frequently, but I did really enjoy it. I thought it was really well done. At the heart of a film, there's a uh, you know a uh, incident at a, a school involving guns, and so this coming out in 2011, just looking back at how how we've had to relive that experience, hearing about that something like that happening, just shows how you know ahead of the times this movie was. I guess Lynn so. Ramsey is a really good filmmaker. Mm -hmm. Agree. I would agree. You were never really here. Yeah. I would agree. Great pick here in the wild card round for Hannah, which means, Jay, you got your last pick of this 2011 draft. What you got, man? All right. I'm going to follow up an art house pick with an art house pick. And this, this this might completely cave my 
draft. I don't know, but I would be being dishonest with myself if I did not pick this movie in this draft because it is my single favorite film of the 2010s, the entire decade. Um, the tree of life is a movie that to me, like makes me quiver just thinking about it because of how emotional I get thinking about that movie, watching that movie. It's a movie that explains or, or thinks about existence in a way that I've never seen another movie do. And it's a movie that is, is aesthetically gorgeous, emotionally beautiful and so poignant in so many ways. Um, it's a movie that I, I recently rewatched and I said in my, my letterbox review, like it kind of defies my critical faculties because it, it, it overwhelms me in, in such a way that I, I can't really define with words. Um, it's one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. It's my favorite movie of the last decade. I'm going with Terrence Malick's the tree of life. Wow, you you in session film guys really oh. love the Tree of Life, man. Yeah, that's an we in do. Session I, pick. I I adore I adore that movie. You it it JD, makes me. You got JD's pick. Uh, he's definitely going to be picking your your list this week. So uh, the Tree can of I Life. Can I tell you? Can I tell Jay something real quick? Yeah. So when that when that movie came out ten years ago, Jay, because uh, I'm obviously a lover of cinema as well, and I love Terrence Malick and some stuff that he had done prior to that. And I talked my wife into going to see that with me at this like little indie art house theater in Raleigh where I live. Justin will be familiar with it, but it was like the only theater within like a hundred miles that was showing this movie when it came out theatrically. And we went to see the theater and my wife like made me leave because she's like, what the fuck? She's like, I feel like I'm watching a screensaver (laughs) on my Mac. Like I can't watch this any longer. So after like an hour, I had to like leave and then come back to see the rest of it at a later date. So I don't think this is a movie for the general audience is my point. I I don't know if it is either. I find that movie so overwhelming. It's it's a movie I I had to pick just because of how much I love it. That is a, that is one of my five favorite movies of all time and i would just Beautiful be lying film. to myself if i didn't pick it so I, I had film. to do I had it the, i had the movie poster in my son's nursery when he was born about uh, seven almost eight years ago so it's just like one of the most beautiful movies i've ever seen it, it it makes me think about my place in the world more than any other movie that i have ever seen uh and and that's very very valuable i love that Gerald's wife left in the middle of the tree of life and Jay <laughs> Jay left in the middle of drive with his eventual <laughs> wife. Know, so, right. uh, yeah. yeah, divisive films, both of those. Um The Tree of Life, <laughs> wild card round. Wow. Okay. Wow. So uh that means Gerald, you got your last pick here here in the draft. There's a couple All right, there's, well, there's a couple on this uh, list, Gerald, that I'm like trying to do the mind meld uh the mind meld thing with yeah. you and be like, Gerald. This this is a really well, good movie, man. So, but dude, I went, <laughs> I, I went, I went like heavy franchise this draft, Justin. I feel like I let you creep into my psyche, but uh, <laughs> go I'm ahead, do Joe. it again. Go ahead, I'm gonna do it, it again because I'm gonna do it again because Drew took my number one absolute horror pick with Cabin in the Woods. So I'm gonna take Scream Four in my wild card pick here. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna get a little love for Ghostface, a little love for Scream. You know, Scream Three was the worst film in the franchise. It kind of quote unquote killed the franchise when it came out 
And Scream 4 really rejuvenated these characters. It brought back Dewey and Gale, and you had Sidney Prescott in there. She was reconnecting with them, but you had some great new characters that were you know, introduced to the franchise. And it had a really, I felt like, progressive and interesting twist in this movie. And I can remember seeing this one in the theater as well with my wife, by the way, who didn't leave halfway through it, which is good. <laughs> but, you know, she she also dug it, and she was a big fan of the original, and she didn't like two or three. And she really liked four. I would say that's easily her second favorite in this franchise. And she's, you know, quote-unquote general audience, so that kind of lends to my point a little bit. They were able to kind of bring people back in with this movie. You know, it's a lot of fun. It has a lot of the familiar tropes from the slasher genre that we're, that we're familiar with. But what it does is what the first movie did so well, I feel like is this really self-aware, you know, the opening scene with Hayden Pantier, who was huge at the time for a show called heroes. Um, you know, there's a whole scene where they're like watching a horror movie on the couch. And as they're watching it, uh, actual horror movies playing out in the movie that we're watching as the audience. So it's a very meta, you know, and scream has kind of has a reputation for being very meta in that way. But, you know, this is really a pick for Scream and for Ghostface, but Scream 4 is the movie that came out in 2011. I think it's one of the best horror franchises of all time, and that's only with four films, the fifth one to come out next year. So, yeah, that's my that's my wild card pick, man. I'm glad it's still here for me. What does everyone think about Scream 4? Well, Gerald took my wild card. Ah. So. ah. Oh, wow. It, okay. I think, it's anniversary, I think his 10-year anniversary was just last week because I saw a lot of people uh, writing about it and uh, – it's one of those where I remember seeing in the theater and I felt really old at the time. This is one, one for the use at the time. And I remember like, you know, this is not my scream. And then I rewatched it later and I was like, okay, it's not that bad. But I am super, super excited from uh, for the next one from the, the Ready or Not directors. Yeah. Yes. And the same writer. Same writer from yeah. Scream 4. So, same writer from the, the TV please. series, which was a lot of fun. Finger... Fingers crossed on that one. So I, I think it's a great pick. Might might be your best pick, I think, Gerald, here in round five. So Oh, interesting. Extremely extremely smart. Like I said, the youths love this. He's grabbing the, the, the young youths. vote. The, the youths. <laughs> you gotta get that youth vote. Oh man. Or, or youths. I think Scream Four was say. the last Netflix DVD that I received in the mail. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. Wow. That I is, think I may still have it. Actually, <laughs> somewhere. You haven't returned it yet. <laughs> Love the millions. Love the millions. Wow. Okay. Screen four right. here in round five, which means, guys, we got one more pick here in this 2011 fantasy movie draft, and it goes to Drew Hallam. Drew. So Some we're going to go with a, uh, a guilty pleasure of mine, and actually one that I very much enjoy, and frankly, I actually watched right before this draft. Uh, I'm going to go with 2011 featuring Anthony Hopkins in The Right, one of my favorite exorcism films. The what? The Excuse right. me? Right. Right. What's that? I've never even heard of this movie, Drew. What? I only no, know of this movie from the poster. Oh, it's good. I, I very much enjoy this movie. And, and I was saving it for... Gerald, thank you for taking Scream 4 so that uh, Drew would take The Right. Well, look, I mean, Drew's right. It's a good, it, no pun intended. It's a good movie. <laughs> what I know of this movie, though, I haven't seen it since it came out in 2011, but what I know of this movie is so funny is that my daughter's stepsister, she got a, uh, her 
father like got in trouble for showing her this movie when she was like 10 years old. <laughs> and that's like a, a recurring joke in my family is like, they showed her the right when she was 10, <laughs> you know, what the hell's wrong with them? <laughs> but yeah, it's I've... a good, it's, isn't that a genre of like religious horror or like possession movies? And it's, yeah. and you guys are proving the point. It's underseen. It, it An- is. Anthony Hopkins does a great job. And it's yeah, a great it's rocking a solid 21% on I'm Rotten Tomatoes. I'm looking at 21% so. on you know, Rotten you know, Tomatoes. You know what? This has a, it has a good cast. We have Anthony Hopkins. We have Rutger Hauer, Toby Jones. I, you know what? It's it's a good film. It's not amazing. It's not going to make you know the rafters shake or anything. But it's a good film. It has a lot of very, I don't know, like tongue-in-cheek uh, kind of scenes when it comes to the idea of exorcisms like before the exorcism is supposed to be even like played out uh the young priest who's doubting his faith comes up to the room and anthony hopkins is there and is all like oh are we going to like what what's happening is uh father and you know anthony hopkins looks over to him he's just like oh no i'm sorry he's not here right now shall we begin and it's the demon talking to him and it's just it's toying with him it's such a it's such a unique uh take on the exorcism kind of uh you know genre and when i used to watch this when it was on netflix it was the freakiest thing whenever they would start doing an exorcism in the film multiple there's and there's a few scenes of it the movie would glitch and lag like at the point that they were doing the exorcisms and it wasn't just like oh let me stop it and restart netflix i i even did that i stopped it and restarted and went back to it and it would do it the exact same scenes so i always thought that was kind of like you know spoop hour girl kind of freaky <laughs> never heard of it never yeah. heard of this movie drew it is on hulu i might have to ha- add it to my it's, hulu list do it do it i guess it just it, it's got one of those titles where you're like what movie are you talking about oh the right how do you spell that a really R-I-T. really bad right. title yeah all right okay the right has anyone so gerald you <laughs> Justin seen it feels personally it's <laughs> yeah, I you know I like it. I, I'm with okay. Drew on this one, but I realize that we're in the minority. I you know if you like that subgenre, which is kind of niche, I guess. But if you like that possession religious horror subgenre, I feel like it's it's a movie you should see. If which you don't like that type of scariest. movie, then don't see it. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, we got a full board here. Let me uh, let me read this out. So Hannah. As Bridesmaids, X-Men First Class, Moneyball, Crazy Stupid Love, and We Need to Talk About Kevin. Jay has Drive, Fast Five, Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, The Muppets, and The Tree of Life. Gerald has Contagion, Captain America, The First Avenger, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and Scream 4. And Drew has Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, Cabin in the Woods, The Help, Horrible bosses and the right. What does everyone think about their lists? What if I told you guys, real quick, that my number one movie on my draft board is not was not taken the entire no, draft? No, no titles, no titles. No, I'm just telling you, I can't believe it. All right, what? I'm surprised about about the. Well, Gerald, can I lists. tell you something? You you could have taken that movie. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Obviously. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Unless it's, it's it's a really bad movie, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to that in a second. I I think we got some strong lists here, but there was some surprises, and we'll get to a couple ones. I'm just flabbergasted. We're not picked, guys. Uh, holy crap! Does anyone think they they have what it takes to survive? Again, the top two 
vote getters uh, advanced. I, to I think this is totally up for grabs. I, I have, I, I honestly have no idea. Yeah, I'm I kind agree. Of the same way. I thought I mean, Drews I, looked I, really, really good, like better than everyone else's. And then he took the right. And he took the right. Oh, no. no. I don't know. You guys kind of shit on the help for about two minutes. Well, the help is not very good <laughs> well, either. I That's true. I think rounded out a really nice list, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, ha- I went heavy franchise, which could And then I'm me, going guess, for the pretentious douchebag contingent with the Tree of Life. <laughs> so you never know. Best movie posters. Uh, Jay okay. Leviter's list. I, I want one, one title from each of you. If there were a hypothetical round six. One title. What would you have taken, Hannah? Um, Warrior, probably. There you go. Everyone loves that movie. Warrior. I was gonna say Warrior, so you Jeez. stole my you stole my six round pick. Super surprised that wasn't taken. I hear that a lot uh, about that movie. Uh, Jay, you got one more pick. What were you taking? Um, since I can't take Warrior anymore, probably fifty fifty. Mm. It's a good movie. Mm. Good old cancer comedy. Those are those are uh, popular. Love a cancer comedy. There you go. Uh, Joey Joseph Gordon Levitt, Seth Rogen. That's a good movie. It's not bad. Uh, Gerald, what will you take with the round six? Well, in 2011, guys, I was writing for an entertainment website. I was a movie critic, and I did a top ten movies of the year in 2011. This was my number one film of that year. It's my number one film. My draft board. Nobody's seen it. Nobody likes it when they have seen it. I absolutely love it, and to this day, the rewatchability is high on it. But it's a movie called Super Eight, and that would that would have been oh, uh, that's I've my favorite it. movie of this year. Yeah, I love. Wait, that Wait, did movie. that movie come out this year? I, yes, I didn't yeah. even. I mean, that, that's like a perfectly fine movie, but n- not anything I would have drafted. JJ, yeah, Abrams. I loved it. JJ Abrams, and you know, he's doing the lens flare thing. He's kind of toying with that for the first time, but. This that is his really, most blatant Spielberg impersonation. Absolutely, absolutely. And still, Spielberg was the producer on this, but he, you know, it's got that Stand by Me vibe, right? It's like Stand by Me meets Cloverfield. And in 2011, it hit it hit me really hard when I saw it in 2011. I saw it in IMAX, which added to the experience. But that's easily my favorite film of 2011. But I just know nobody knows it, so I didn't want to draft it unless it was like a wild card type thing. So, Gerald, I just watched it today as well. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, Drew, if you had one more, what you got? It, if I had one more, uh, we're going to go with Liam Neeson being I'm too old for this shit in the gray as well. Ah, there you go. The promise of Liam Neeson. <laughs> Wolverining out with some you know blades on his hand and punching a wolf in the face. Totally taken away from us. And Can't then they and then then that is in the movie for about. 15 seconds that, yeah. that's the that's the end of the movie like that, the yeah. promise right. is there and it's just ripped away from you at the end so uh yep yep <laughs> oh great film great film though uh all right well one movie so the rules for a fantasy movie draft in terms of years is uh we always go with what is the date or, or year for the movie on google imdb and wikipedia and knowing that, there's one film that you guys didn't pick that is one of my favorite action films of all time. All time. That movie is The Raid. The Raid. Yep. Oh. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. I would have picked The Raid. That was one one I'm surprised no one picked. Another one that I love, Attack the Block. Uh, jo- uh, the Joe, Joe Cornish oh. film. And I love that movie. I, I totally forgot about it. 
Uh, what else is a couple ones I'm surprised? Uh, Drive Angry, an amazing Nicolas Cage film. Uh, talking about people like running away or driving away from things. There's a scene in Drive Angry where he, uh, Nicolas Cage is riding in a car with the devil as just like fire and brimstone chase, chase their car. <laughs> I think someone drinks from like someone's head with some vodka or something. That's a crazy, crazy film. Drive Angry. Um, and then the other two I had were You're Next, another great yes. horror Ooh, film. Good one. So good. Yeah, good one. That that year. And a crazy, crazy Matthew McConaughey film called Killer Joe. Has anyone seen oh, Killer, Killer Joe? Oh, Killer Joe. Yeah, that's a, um, oh, yeah, a William Friedkin movie, movie, right? William yeah. Friedkin yep. movie. This came, I, I think, I don't know if this came after or before, but around the same time as Bug, which was another Friedkin film that uh, <laughs> I was obsessed with. But Killer Joe ups the ante on the ick factor. That is a wild movie. Yeah. Wild film. Um if you got the stomach for it, check that out. Killer Joe. Any other films we miss, guys? You yeah, know what? I, mean, I, I said this was a garbage lines, year. There's actually plenty of movies that I really like. Rango, animated film that I really like. Rango's, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Goon, uh, yes. the, the Sean William Scott hockey movie, I really <laughs> like. Funny. Immortals, I think, is a, a pretty good kind of like Greek god movie. That was Henry Cavill and Mickey Rourke in that no, one. No love for Thor. In the 2011 draft, guys. Well, I had, I had Thor. I had Thor on my draft board. Much. Oh my god! Did Captain Thor America, come so out in 2011? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ones I want to mention, Justin, that I'm kind of surprised didn't get brought up at one point or another is Hannah, the movie with yeah, I Saoirse Hannah Ronan. Gonna, yeah, yeah, Hannah. Why? Why? Why no Hannah? Love Hannah. Yeah, <laughs> Hannah, spelled, you spelled it differently, for sure. but because she didn't whatever. have an H at the end of her name. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That's not how you spell it. Uh, movie. A movie called Limitless with Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Um, how Cooper about on Oscar drugs. award Yeah, that's how I feel artist. after my second vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. And then the last one, the last one I was going to shout out is a movie called Take Shelter with Michael Shannon. And oh, great movie. Yeah, phenomenal. There was also another franchise, Pirates on Stranger Tides. Nobody picked uh, that, bad boy. No. Oh, there's plenty of there. There's a Sherlock Holmes movie this year. Oh there's, God, that Pirates Three! I remember being in the movie theater with that and instantly like checking out of the entire franchise during that film. I I didn't see four or five. Is that the anything. one with Penelope Cruz? Yes, it, that it is, is lit- one of the worst movies I've ever seen in a movie theater. Long. It made me <laughs> sleep. I I think that that movie is tied with uh, Revenge of the Fallen for just like. It totally turned me off any franchise after that. I was just like, I'm off. Nope, off the train on this one. Uh, let's see, Limitless. I did like uh, Young Adult. A good. Oh, that's a good movie. Charlize Theron. I mean, uh, one of uh, there. Movie. There is another one of my top ten of the decade in this year, which is one I never would have taken in this draft. Shame. The Michael Fassbender sex Ooh, addiction movie. I think tremendous. it's an amazing prime, movie, prime but never would have drafted Wayne it. Yeah, in that one. Yeah, yeah, you could. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, one Fright, I, how about Fright Night, the the remake with I Colin Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell, right? Again, it's fun. That's a fun movie. Yeah, I, I dug mean, it. Wh- another one that I like. I'm I'm just like a fan of the story, but it it could have been so much better if they did it well. Enough with uh, adding a bit more, and it promised a sequel, and a sequel hasn't happened. But uh, another one that I'll just pop in every now and then is Priest. I, I enjoyed Priest for like a story wise for what it was, especially the comic book that it came from. Is that the one with but, what's his face? Um, uh, Vision. Vision. Yeah. Vision's in there. Yeah. 
<laughs> it could it could have been better. It could it could have been better. But I mean, even from that movie, you get more uh, animators doing cr- uh, CGI creatures. They blatantly almost like copy the creatures or the vampires from that film, and they've used them in other movies like uh, The Devil's Gate. Um, they blatantly copied the vampires from there. Another um, kind of like Oscar-y type movie that I really enjoyed that year was The Descendants with George Clooney. Had a really tender performance by Robert Forrest oh, in that yeah, movie. Yeah. Nobody has even mentioned the best picture winner of the year, The Artist. The Artist. Snooze. Mm, that's because I can't hear it. Snooze. <laughs> uh, another final one that... Go ahead, Hannah. I was Sorry. just going to say Hugo also came out this year, which I completely forgot about. Oh, yeah. Scorchese. I didn't uh, like Hugo. It was okay. I mean, it was okay. Another Soderbergh movie, Haywire, is pretty good. Incomprehensible, but pretty good. Twilight, guys. Gina Car- Nobody Gina picked Twilight. <laughs> no, you, you be quiet. No. Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, I love I love me some time travel and a movie called Source Code with Gyllenhaal I thought was really good that year as well. Source Code. Oh, yeah, that's a really good movie. Um, David Bowie's son, whatever his name is. Uh, Duncan Jones directed that. That's um, it. Anyway. Well... A lot of movies, a lot of films, but the most important films that were picked tonight were the ones that are on this draft board that's going to go up in a couple days, uh, and then everyone's going to vote for who they think had the best list of 2011 films, and the top two vote-getters will advance to the 2012 round with two new drafters joining them. I'm excited to see how this all shakes out in the polls. Hannah, Jay, Gerald, and Drew really pulled it out. So, uh, yeah, if you're listening to this, go and vote for who you think had the best films, and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, Hannah, always a pleasure talking to you. You're, you know, nearby here in L.A., but so far away. (laughs) You had a lot of hate for some popular films tonight. Very surprising, but so happy to talk movies with you. Where can we find you and your podcast online. Great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Um, We are a little bit in limbo because I've been busy with work and Julia's in film school. Um, So we are still everywhere podcasts can be found, but join our Facebook group, Boozy Movies Drinking Buddies, where we talk about the latest films, what's going on. And guys, I... Yes, I'm a 30-year-old, and I can admit this. We are also on TikTok, and we're having a lot of fun. Ooh. So um, Boozy Movie Show on TikTok is where it's at. If you are a millennial that's, like, too afraid to admit you use the app, come visit us. <laughs> I was going to say, what if you're a 45-year-old dude that <laughs> cracks up at you and Julia's videos? Because that's me. Google, how do I download this TikTok, uh, Alexa? Uh Always great having you, Hannah. Jay Ledbetter, In Session Film. Where can we find you and your podcast online, sir? Yeah, speaking of 30-year-olds, I'll be, I'll be 30 in about two weeks here. This is, this is going to be a big, a big day. So, there you go. Ha- pre-happy birthday, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, you can find my podcast at In Session Film on all of your podcast apps or InSessionFilm.com, In Session Film at whatever social media site you may be looking at. I host the Extra Film Show where we cover uh, more smaller films, classic films. We're doing a director series right now on Gore Verbinski, talking about the Pirates films, which we just kind of 
touched upon there. Um, got a lot of good stuff going on there. You know, or if you want to find me personally on Twitter, you can find me at Mr. J Ledbetter. Great having you, Jay. Appreciate it, sir. Gerald from my home state of North Kakalak. Where can we find you online, man? Here I am, man. You can find me in my garage podcasting. So that's where I am. <laughs> Uh, just go to two peas on a pod.com. I do a top five show. Everybody that you're hearing tonight's been on my show many times. And I love having these guys and I have a different guest host every week. And we just count down our top five favorite things and whatever the category is, it's usually movies unless I have Justin on. And then we do something weird like board <laughs> games or game shows, but we have a good well, time. I stole so. LA movies from Justin because oh, right. that's right. Yeah. That hurt. And, that uh, one hurt me, and, me. Me and Hannah have this whole weird series going on where we're doing a very niche, <laughs> like where we do the top five songs with like, what did we do, Hannah? We did names, right? Yes. And we're going to do gonna movie do movies with colors in the title. We're going to do crazy. So. so many list options is, is yeah. what Gerald yeah. is saying. So, uh, Gerald, good luck in tonight's draft, sir. Always great having you. Thanks, man. And our boy Drew stepped into the last minute. Always good to have you, Drew. Where can we find you and your podcast online? Well, you can look for the Real Feels podcast up on Twitter at Real Feels Pod and really just give it a Google. We're on pretty much every podcatcher out there every two weeks reviewing a new movie genre and a new movie every single time. Awesome. Support indie podcasts, guys. There's a lot of podcasts out there, but you know, indie podcasts are where it's at and all four of these have plenty of options out there if you Google their podcast and download their just download their whole library is what I'm saying, guys. Just go and do it now. Do it now. And also, all of these other people's podcasts are really good. I don't know about mine, but the other people's are really good. <laughs> no, yours is good, buddy. All yours you guys great. All you guys are great. I love talking movies with you. Um, and I appreciate you coming on. Everyone listening, please go and vote for your favorite team so that person can advance to the 2012 round where we're going to have lots of fun as well um if you're listening to this podcast you 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 know so i married a movie geek uh we're on the socials on instagram twitter facebook don't have tiktok but we'll look into it if hannah's there because that's exciting um but you know thanks for listening guys next week we're going to have another movie that one of us or maybe both of us haven't seen yet can't wait to talk more movies. Thanks again to Hannah, J. Gerald, Andrew for drafting the best films of 2011 tonight for our fantasy movie draft. We appreciate you listening. Thanks so much, guys. We will see you next week. Life's a happy song when there's someone. someone.